Welcome to Story Talks, where we discuss the practices that engage, motivate, develop, retain, and attract people to businesses. We'll give you principles and tools based on real-world stories to leverage listening and storytelling to become a better leader and management professional. Story Talks is produced by Narrative, a company that focuses on personal storytelling for business. Welcome to Story Talks for a new episode of our podcast that uh, I host, Jerome DeRoy, and uh, Julianne Ryan is my co-host. Hi, Julianne. Hi, nice to see you again. Great to see you too. And uh, today we are back uh, for one of our short takes on, uh, on a specific theme. And our theme today is dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, this was uh, brought about um, recently to me because I, uh, I I had this experience. You know, my my son uh, Julian went to uh, went to virtual school uh, this week because of COVID, and uh, and it was amazing to me to witness how on a screen, just like we are now, he was seeing all his friends and and his teachers. And, you know, they have to, they behave exactly the same way that they would in a class in person. So you have to raise your hand. You can't, Mm. you can't raise the hand on Zoom. You have to actually physically raise your hand. You can't be eating anything. Your your bed has to be made. You can't be in your pajamas, you know, all that stuff. Not that we're in our pajamas. Rules for all of us. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But it was interesting to me because there were these moments of silence at where the teacher would ask a question and then they would wait until somebody raised their hand. And I would notice I was in the room with my son basically playing IT support. And, uh, and, and, you know, and after a while he would think about something and then finally he'd raise his hand and say something. And it struck me that there was no fear of what I've experienced many times as an adult, <laughs> fear of the void. You know, what mm. am I going to say? Is it when it's my turn to speak, I better say something really smart and, Mm -hmm. you know, or I better not wait for my turn and I better take the mic right away. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of prompted me to think about what we're talking about today and dialogue and, and going back to what does dialogue really mean? Absolutely. Because it's one of those words that suddenly it's everywhere, everywhere we're reading something and, you know, it's overused right now, but Mm -hmm. for a good reason. And I think like anything we talk about it's always good to go back to basics and say let's work with one definition or at least a philosophy that we use when we're coaching Mm. people and doing workshops yeah absolutely so so the you know the basic definition of dialogue uh we looked it up right before pressing record here is you know a conversation between two people Mm -hmm. that's really what it is and and that idea of of a conversation between two people, what's actually happening between two people? Well, one person is listening, while another person is speaking, and and in between that listening <laughs> and speaking, there's something going on mm-hmm. that's kind of you know intangible, and you don't quite know what's going on there. And that to me is and to us is dialogue, right? It's that moment where you're encountering someone else someone else's point of view, someone else's story, mm-hmm. you're really taking that in and then you respond to whatever it is that you took in as opposed to my experience, which is not dialogue I've discovered, which is like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I got the first three words of what that person said. Now that's given me a thought. Now I'm formulating what I need to say in order to 
make my point really mm-hmm. powerfully. And meanwhile, all of those thoughts that are going on in my head, I've lost the thread of what that person was talking about. I've only got the first three words. That's not dialogue. Yes. And I, one of the research, when we said we're going to talk about this, I was mulling. And mm. then I'm laughing before because, you know, I'm married to an Irishman. So dialogue's a whole different experience with him. Um, but also looking at where did we get into certain habits in our culture in the States, basically. I mean, mm. every region's a little different, but there has been certain cultural things that have happened over the years. And I remember many years ago, my, my godson is now in his 30s. And when he was just going to college in uh, Canada, and I said, you must watch television because they're doing the most amazing thing. <laughs> this is like 20 years ago. Hmm. They let each other finish their sentences. Now, maybe you Canadians have changed since then, but that was a remarkable thing that one person would talk, the other one would listen. And I thought, I have to pass this all along to people. People have to see this. This is fascinating. <laughs> they're not interrupting each other. So yeah. when they were giving each other a chance to talk and the person who was running uh, whatever it was a newscast or a uh, thought um, situation, he, he or she was facilitating that behavior. So I thought it's, it's setting the tone for expectations. Like your grade school son is right. learning by what the, the instructor has said, these are the norms and this mm. is what we expect. Right. Yes. And, and there's, um, you know, what you've just said, these, uh, these cultural mm-hmm. influences, right. And, and it's true that, you know, today, most dia- what we think of as dialogue is is actually really t- people talking over each other mm-hmm. and whoever speaks the loudest will be the winner basically and uh and that's really not it and and how mm-hmm. do we expect that there's going to be an understanding between people uh or an openness to take in new points of view if all we're thinking about is talking over the other person so i think you know what what we look at at narrative certainly with our clients is you know, what's the, what's the space that can be created here where there's a, a dedicated uh, space and a dedicated time for listening, essentially, and then what happens out of that listening? What kind of dialogue can we create just out of the listening without having any preconception or assumptions made uh, about someone or about a topic that we're about to talk about? Uh, so, you know, we often talk about how to run meetings, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think for people who are listening right now, when you're about to go into a meeting that you're leading, um, you know, throw it out there that the first few minutes, you're just going to listen and, and try that on and see what kind of dialogue can emerge out of that. You know, take other people's points of view, people that you're not used to uh, hearing a lot because they're not the mm-hmm. loudest people in the room and give them the floor for one or two minutes and then see what can happen out of that, you know, um, and then start the dialogue from there rather than thinking that you are the one who must start the dialogue immediately, you know, because of your, of your topic or because you've got something, uh, a burning thought, rather resist the impulse to be speaking first and, and just try listening first and see what happens from there. And patience, because silence can feel like an eternity and it can trigger a lot of buttons. Um, We were talking about when I, way back when I was in graduate school, one of the classes I took was group dynamics and they built the concept that you were going to this session and it starts off silent. 
You can't talk, you have to just observe. Well, that was a whole education to see how I was experiencing, how people were experiencing me, how people were reacting. That whole experience of being silent without an agenda and no cues for a while. And, and then building on that. So Gary. we, <laughs> and it's like exercise. You, when you're trying to strengthen a muscle or do something, you have to practice it. So what you maybe do a timer where you don't jump in as a facilitator um, right away and mm. say, give people a chance to just let something sink in and then um, respond and ask. Mm. So it's, it's, it's practice yeah. and it's, everything is an experience every day. So. Great, great. Well, I, I think we've given uh, people a few things to uh, to think about and to practice, and and just uh, three things that I just wanted to sum up here. Basically, you know, uh, have a timer. Uh, that's number one, right? Because in terms of creating that that structure for other people, it creates safety, it makes everyone feel comfortable. Actually, um, some people might see it as a constraint or a barrier, but take that timer, and then second, speak. Don't speak first. Listen first. And then one thing, like if you need a thinking prompt or a visual, think of the silence as the space in music between the beats and, and figure out how that works appropriately in the conversation and the dynamic you're trying to have. And if you look at it as in ways of music, that might make it a little less stressful when you start to hear the silence. And um, eventually somebody will talk, that's a guarantee, but just be patient and give it some time and you'd be surprised what comes out of it. Great, I, I love it. Um, so, so I think we've, uh, we've given people a lot to think about and to practice here. Uh, one last thing that I wanna mention is that uh, part of this conversation was prompted uh, by, by you, Julian, discovering uh, th this person. Do you wanna tell us a little bit about, uh, about you... Sira Abenoza? Yes, Sira Abenoza. She is the founder of the Institute of Psych uh, Socratic Dialogue, which when I was researching for us and looking up Socrates, where do I go? I went to YouTube, I went to Google, of course, and a few other resources. And she gave this compelling overview that brought um, the art of dialogue to life uh, in a new way. And I am very excited through the power of LinkedIn and a well-intentioned email, she's responded and she's gonna be joining us for a talk about dialogue. So Fantastic. it's a lesson to all of us. We, um, there's always opportunity to connect with people in new ways, in exciting ways. So I can't wait to hear more. Fantastic, and me too. And so, yes, so look for that uh, in our, in our podcast, on our podcast page on Buzzsprout, Story mm -hmm. Talks, and, uh, and very soon you'll be able to listen to that as well. So well, thanks, Julian, for this uh, for this thank other, you for a new a new uh, episode of Story Talks, <laughs> uh, a short take as I like to talk to call them about dialogue, and uh, I'll see you very soon for another episode. Absolutely, take care and be well, everyone. Right. Thanks for you tuning too. in. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. Narrative Story Talks. For more information on the narrative listening and storytelling method and how it can help your business, go to narrative.com.